everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, it is my pleasure to welcome my guest, Jay Kim. Hey, Jay, how are you? Good.、Um, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course.、Um, well,、uh, Jay and I, we, it's kind of honestly, it feels awkward to call you Jay, but I know that's what you go by. <laughs> Um, you can call me Jongmin. Okay, Jongmin.、Um, well,、yeah. Jongmin and I, we used to go to church together ages ago, like so long、mm-hmm. ago when I was in college. And I don't know if you remember this, but、mm-hmm. like we even have connections, like because I went to UC Irvine.、Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It was like through CCC. Yes, yes. And it's so crazy because like, Um, my small group leader was Chi Huang. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, like, course,、yeah. I remember like, when I met her, she told me she knew someone in Atlanta. <laughs> and then I was like, who? Like, who, who、yeah. could that be? And then she said your name. And I was like, what are the chances? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you went to、oh、like Northridge or something, right? Yeah. So, my third year in college, so I went to UGA、uh-huh. and my third year, I decided to go to go and do the exchange program. And Cal State Northridge was one of the campuses that I could kind of you know, pick and choose. Oh my gosh. And you know, I didn't know anything about California or never been there.、Um, so I just picked the school based on just what I saw the pictures.、Uh-huh. It was just beautiful campus, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, near the beach, mountains, right? So I picked it, just went there for a year. Um, the best time ever, right? Best experience. And that's where on campus, like literally the first day on campus, I run into the CCC you know, booth. And <laughs> yeah, I very, decide、uh, to sign up. Yeah. Obvious people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.、Um, so I got recruited, right? I signed up. And、uh-huh. then I literally, from that point on, I, I mean, I fell in love and just you know, became part of the. The whole you know, CCC and、um, you know, and then you know, found church through them、mm-hmm. and went, you know, found a great church. And just spiritually, I would say, like, you know, that one moment that I was like, okay, this is how church works, right? This is how witnessing works.、Mm-hmm. And I eventually went to,、uh, on a mission trip with them.、Um, yeah. And it was just an amazing ex- experience.、Oh, wow. But that's where I met Chi. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I really love that. I never knew that,、um, what the,、yeah. the impact it had on you, because it, it was very similar impact on my、mm, life,、yeah. um, too. It really shifted my perspective on what you said, like what it means to be a witness to、mm. what God is doing. And I also went on missions and, and all the things. So, like, and I'm also very, like, a, my personality is very discipline oriented. So, I really actually very much appreciated all the training and equipping that was provided. Oh, yeah.、Them. And so, yeah, but she was my Sunjang. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was awesome. And,、yeah. and her, and I would say even a lot of my friends who ended up becoming Sunjang s、uh-huh, right? uh-huh. and becoming part of the CCC.、Uh-huh. And even still now, I'm connected to some of the uh, my uh, Sunjang name, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, and I still keep in touch with her. And she, you know, you know, is always like trying to help whenever I can. And she's always praying for us and just connected、oh, like that, too.、Awesome. So even still, after who was your 20、Shinjang? years, I don't know if I would know. So, her. Myungjin <gasps> Kansani, do you know? Yes, you know I、her? went to、um, <laughs> Turkey with David Kansani. 
Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I I just talked to her only recently. Oh my gosh! And What is yeah, I still keep in touch with her. Yeah. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that's how we know each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> But um, Jade's really, or Chongmin is here to tell me more about yeah. his job and what he, it is that he does. Um, I know that he has a lot to share, not a lot of knowledge to share today because um, he has his own company as well. Am I right in saying that? You do, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I do. <laughs> And then, um, but we're gonna. I'm gonna learn all about it today. So without me talking much more, um, what is it that you do? Right. So I, I mean, the best way to describe what I do. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I started business um, seven years ago uh, by purchasing a franchise, um, and the business uh, is called Tailored Living. Um, and what we do is we are a custom closets and garage makeover company, and it's a brand that's sort of been around for what twenty some odd years, um, and just been known for custom closet business and cabinetry business, um, flooring business, and all combined into one. Mm. So when um, I let left corporate world and you know. Wanted to start a business. I wanted to do something in line of what Sunny was doing, mm. which Sunny was doing interior design. And I thought, if I were to start a business, it'd be great if I can work with her. Um, and especially given her talent in what she does, it'd be great if we can complement each other and help each other out. So that, that was the initial thought. Oh wow! So you know, uh, we did the research, found a business we liked. Um, and then you know, bought into the franchise and started the business here in Atlanta. Um, and from there, the business kind of you know grew into you know Taylor Living, which I you know run and manage. And we opened a separate uh, sister brand, mm -hmm. which is called Tailored Homes, which Sunny operates under that name. Um, so we have two different businesses: one for You know, Taylor Living, and then one that's just um, remodeling and renovation uh -huh. and interior design. Oh, wow! So that way we can do full remodel while we still have, you know, a franchise dedicated to, um, you know, custom closets and garage business. So okay. um, we expanded our, you know, footprint into, you know, home remodeling. And that's something that we've been saying we're going to get into, we're going to do, we're going to do more of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And more recently, due to COVID, mm -hmm. um, a lot of folks being interested in remodeling, it kept us very, very busy during that time. And so that's sort of kind of what we've been doing is two different business. But at the end of the day, it's construction business, remodel business. Um, and that's what we've been doing. Um, so I have a lot of questions because it, for me... yeah. Like starting a company or business right. of your capacity it seems very overwhelming for me. Like I'm right. just like, where do you even start? But okay, yeah. you said you bought a, a franchise. Mm -hmm. So um, what I know about that is like you you would you're purchasing like the name, right? Mm -hmm. And then also so we're purchasing like, the territory, okay, and the rights to do that business within that uh, area geography. Okay. And typically you buy a multiples of territories or in our case, we, you know, eventually bought 
you know, multiple territories to cover um, all of North Georgia. So that way we don't really have to have other franchisees. So we basically operate all of North Georgia I under see. that name. Okay. And this is a franchise that's around US, Canada, you know, many, many locations. I see. Okay. Um, but we operate in Atlanta. Pretty okay. Much. So then like if other other benefits to uh, purchasing a franchise, like do they provide like how right. to do it? So or? they do. <laughs> so they yeah, absolutely. Right. That's what you're in essence, what you're buying okay. is the business, the know-how, and the branding, the marketing, right? And, you know, the the A to Z of how to start uh, this business, uh, but it's an existing business. Mm. Therefore, it's much easier to kind of kickstart your brand. Okay. And you already have, you know, a website, you already have um, a team that can help you and guide you through to mm -hmm. start everything, mm -hmm. right? And then, but even still, you are still starting brand new. Mm -hmm. You're acquiring your, or you're bringing on or hiring your own people, mm -hmm. group of people, train them. They will provide guidance and training, but you still have to know how to train them, right? I see. So uh, when you said earlier, overwhelming, absolutely. The most overwhelming thing I've ever gone through in my life. And, you know, um, going from corporate world where I was doing, you know, PowerPoints and presentations and traveling um, and then all of a sudden doing construction and hands and knees and just doing the dirty work. I mean, literally on the ground, grinding and using the tools and equipments to, you know, um, fix and and convert an ugly space into a beautiful mm. space didn't really know how much of your physical labor that goes into that so I literally feel like I went from like one end of spectrum uh -huh. to the completely opposite spectrum um, and in in some odd way that's what attracted me to it too yeah because I've been doing that corporate thing for quite some time and you know once I got it out there, um, dealing with the elements, rain, snow, oh doesn't gosh. matter. You're out there doing construction, right? And being with the construction people, um, I just realized there's a completely different world out there that I never knew about. Uh -huh, uh -huh. In some odd ways, I was very attracted to that and I loved it. So um, thankfully, I love it. It's so hard, but I love it. <laughs> um okay so like do you it's, you said seven years it's been seven years yeah so like do you still do the dirty work even now like dirty so, work as in no. like do you go and do the th stuff so <laughs> dirty work as in like getting my hands and you know everything dirty right um yeah. if if you're in a job site no matter what you're gonna get dirty in uh -huh. one way or another right construction sites you're gonna get dirty so i'm there i'm uh, but usually project managing and okay, usually okay. stopping by to check on the crew and to make sure that the job's going well, right? Okay. So, but we do have team members who are now, you know, in their own, you know, positions so they can run the crews. And my job is to make sure that, you know, they're well-equipped to do okay. that and well-trained. So, um, but before I would say even, you know, occasionally, you know, when it just makes sense, I'll go in and help. Mm. Um you know, as needed basis, mm -hmm. but in any business, any small business, right? Somebody calls in sick and a mm -hmm. project that has to get done on time. Mm -hmm. And if I'm the only person available, I'm going to go and help. So, mm -hmm. um, but 
you know, I would say first three years, I just didn't know how to manage that well. Mm -hmm. So even though I pulled myself out of it and Mm -hmm. managing the sales and management, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really have the know-how to not go back in, right? I had to go back in versus now I know how to manage it in advance. So I don't have to, Mm -hmm. so then I can choose to. That's awesome. So that would be the difference. So in that first year, um, what were some of like, I mean, if you can, I know it's been a while, but like, um, what were some of the challenges like for you that were, that really stand out? Like what were some of the hardest parts you feel like? Um, the first year I would say if there's a things that I can make a mistake on, Uh I made every mistake. (laughs) 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 If if there's, even though I bought a franchise, you know, they tell us and teach us and coach us and guide us. It doesn't matter. It's Mm -hmm. all theory. Mm -hmm. You have to go out there and just learn it the hard way. And the, the portion where you are learning the hard way mm. is not that fun, mm. right? Because it's scary. Yeah. It's your business. You've, I've literally gotten all of my eggs in one basket in that sense. Mm. You know, this is it. I went all in. And therefore, um, those crucial mistakes uh, are so challenging and difficult and can be scary. But in some sense that overcoming it and learning it. And once you get better at it, Mm -hmm. that's when you go, Oh my God, you know, now I know how to do that very, very difficult thing. Yeah. Now I can put it under my skill. Right. So then it gets easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, First year though um, I did, I mean, for example, I bought a a forklift, Um, (laughs) you know, because we have a warehouse, you know, that's what we do. You start a business like this, you need a warehouse. We buy it. We, get into a warehouse. I never done anything like that operationally. Um, so buying a uh, forklift was challenging enough. Um, and then once I got it, literally the first week, I'm just learning how to operate the forklift. And I, you know, slammed into my, you know, warehouse garage door, because I forgot to raise the garage door all the way up. So first week, my garage door is fully damaged oh, not to mention no. my forklift <laughs> and you know and and just not knowing like how to do the very basics of like that kind of stuff yeah. like equipment when it breaks I don't know how to fix it right and I don't know who to call to get help mm-hmm. and you know and and just learn like literally just one by one you go through it learn it, you get better. And now I know how to, you know, manage the equipment Mm -hmm. and not run into a warehouse garage door. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So things like that. So, yeah, I mean, when you said a little bit scary too, I mean, like in that moment, it's like, like you said, like you're pouring all your finances, your time and effort. And like, if that were to happen, honestly, if that were to happen to me every I just be like, why, why, why am I doing this? You know, like what, but, um, and it's like, I feel like that would be so scary too, on top of everything else. Um, and feeling like you can't, you don't know, have any help. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? There is help, but sometimes you don't even know how to ask for help. You're sort of already stuck in certain areas where 
you've already you know dug a hole and you're you're stuck and you know, at least that's what you feel like mm. and and you know there's like a moment i remember just going like this is the moment of overwhelm right and okay i've got this set of problems yet there's other sets of problems that are occurring at the same same time uh-huh. and i can't really ask for help to even fix this when other things are just happening all around me, mm. phone calls, you know, teams telling me something's going on or a client who's upset. So then that managing that overwhelm uh, and, and that feeling is what being a CEO or an owner is about. Mm-hmm. So um, it took some time, at least I would say the first three years, any business will go through that. And um but once you start kind of feeling like, oh, I know, I feel like I'm, I, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's when you go, okay, this is, this is possible. And mm-hmm. you kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that hump was about three years. Oh, wow. It's just feeling like I know what I'm doing. Although I, I, I still have ways to go, but just feeling like I got a better grasp of things. No, that, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I think in, with yeah. anything, I mean, now like, I feel like when I was younger, you know, like a year seemed like a long time, but now I feel like a year is yeah. nothing, you know? I know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, I'm curious, like your first like client, mm-hmm. were you like a little bit nervous? <laughs> I was. And, and, and it was also like the, one of the best experiences ever. I was, I lucked out because my very first customer was, uh, someone who was very ready to go, oh. you know, so it wasn't as difficult okay. and also just a very, very nice person. Mm. So that made that first experience better. Right. Oh, that's so, so you know, I go in, do my consultation, you know, just whatever I just learned and I'm going there as if I've been doing this all my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, if you flip flip the script though you know i have been doing all my life as yeah. far as like sales and sure. and management so i knew how to do that it was just the product that changed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so just but you know i'm not well versed on my own product yet mm-hmm. so i'm just kind of stumbling a little bit i'm saying the wrong things but the customer doesn't know that right right i'm just feeling it so um once i you know got there did the consultation that that job ended up being about like $18,000 job first job $18,000 which is pretty awesome because uh, very awesome because our average ticket at the time was I would say nationally on average maybe about $5,500 so this is like triple the size so like they wanted all the works huh like (laughs) everyone everything they wanted it all you know so thankfully it worked you know and you know walking out after my false the first appointment with the check in my hand for deposit and just walking out, just going like, Oh my God, (laughs) they told me it would be like this. And it is right. So it can be done. Right. And that confidence um, was, I mean, that feeling was just, it was like the best feeling ever. And, you know, I came out, you know, and got the orders, got the first job ordered and our crew, go, you know, going and getting the job done, mm-hmm. just seeing the final product mm-hmm. and just an excited, very excited client. Mm-hmm. And where that client referred us their neighbors. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I was like, okay, here, here's a, here's an opportunity. If I do this right, um, this can work. 
you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's I lucked out. That's, <laughs> that's a great story. And I, I love that. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost like purposeful and encouraging mm. you in your first, with your first I know. client. It's awesome. I know. Um, so, like, what does a typical day for you look like today? Mm-hmm. Like, seven years later and in this role. Right. So, nowadays, I mean, you know, that I would say, like, last two years, two and a half years because of COVID, like, you know, we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. uh, why, how in the world are you traveling so much and mm-hmm. on the road, right? Yeah. So, I purposely designed the business so I can travel and still work on the road oh wow right so then if i'm not here much or if i'm on the road traveling but i'm still doing virtual appointments mm-hmm. so then i'm um, seeing clients virtually just like this mm-hmm. you know um ha- more than half of our appointments are virtual now so that's crazy you know, which is like, crazy right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and to to think of exactly what i told you earlier like you know, a $16,000, $20,000, $50,000 projects, big, big projects mm-hmm. where a lot of money is being exchanged mm-hmm. can be done through virtual without mm-hmm. ever meeting the client mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. Even still, of course, we do meet them and there's a lot of that, but good portion of our business is doing, you know, being virtual. So therefore I was on the road a lot. And that was also to kind of test that theory that if I'm on the road, because that's what I really wanted was just being flexible. I don't want to create a business where I'm just trapped here and I have to be here all the time. Yeah. Like I want to design it certain way. So I worked on it and it sort of worked. So we went on the road a lot, but I wanted to test it. So it worked. Um, but also at the same time, you know, our business is growing. Um, I, of course I have to be here physically. <laughs> so nowadays more than ever, I am here physically. I'm doing less of the travel, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the, oh sorry, I should mention, I feel like, because yeah. I think we started talking about it before we started recording, but I right. was I was telling um, Chongmin I, through Instagram, I noticed that during COVID, mm-hmm. I even asked, like, right. he has a, how old is your son? 10. 10. He's a 10-year-old ten. son. Yeah. And um, I guess during virtual schooling and during COVID, they traveled a lot. But I was like, does Tyler go to school? Because I felt like you guys were on the road so much. I was so envious. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. honey, how, talking to David, how do we do this? How do we have this life? <laughs> you know? But um, so that's what he's referring to. But so now right. that things are grown a lot and um, you, you said you're you're more present and physically here in Atlanta. Right. So I think I almost like the COVID time automatically made my, like my mental state Mm -hmm. to like protect my family during this uncertainty that we want to be on the road or be flexible enough that we can just go. So we're not so stressed Mm -hmm. and burdened Mm -hmm. by whatever is going on around the world, you know? So that was a good escape, you know? And now that things are sort of kind of, you know, kind of going back to normal, right? Yeah. So then um, I wanted to zone in and, you know, I would say this year, my focus has been being more present, Mm -hmm. Um, even though I have a choice to, let's say, travel and still make it work. Mm -hmm. I've decided this year that I'm going to be more present. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, every day I wake up at 6 a.m., first thing out of the bed, 50 push-ups, 
pump, pump, nice. pump, you know, pump, you know, <laughs> just trying to get motivate, you know, myself, right. Yeah. Mentally, physically, um, and then get up and I got to be the most excited, uh, energetic person in the room when it comes to motivating the team, mm. you know, then I better walk in not with like, Oh, exhausted or like, you know, just bad energy. I want to walk in with high-fiving everybody and just trying to pump them up. These are, you know, pretty much all guys, right? And, you know, they work, they work hard. They do some tough, tough work. They, you know, sweat and I would say blood and tears, you know, in some ways. It's just heavy things that we have to lift, move, right? You know, tools Mm -hmm. up the ladder um, on hands and knees. So, um, because they do such a physical labor type of work, mm-hmm. um, uh, next morning, we still have to wake up super early and get there on, you know, very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to motivate them. So I want to be kind of the cheerleader, right? So yeah. usually I show up, you know, all excited and trying to, you know, kind of motivate the guys. That's one way to do it. But that's what I do is go out there and get everything ready. So that way, when the guys are heading out to the job sites, that they're already ready to go, right? Um, that things are not chaotic before leaving, right? Where they're already stressed by the time they leave. I don't want that. Mm. So I want to make it as smooth as possible. So that's my job of just taking care of the team. Um, and then if I do a good job of training them, motivating them, and just keeping them very happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that I struggled my first three years, four years of my business mm-hmm. was I was so, these things were so chaotic that mm-hmm. I couldn't really focus on the team. Yeah. And yeah. now that I have a little bit of opportunity, you know, now the energy to take care of them. So then that's where all of my energy is going into is just keeping them happy and motivated. Mm-hmm. Then in some, I mean, you know, it is in theory that you just take care of your um, employees and they go and take care of your customers, right? Yes. And it works. Yeah. And everybody, all the customers nowadays will say, your guys are just so nice. And they're, they seem like they're very, you know, excited and happy. That's what I love to hear, yeah. you know? So then it's less of like me going straight to the customer and trying to take care of the customer. It's just taking care of the guys and they'll take care of the customer. So um, that's sort of like where, where all of my time and energy goes into is like every day, like, are they motivated? Are we doing a good job? Are, you know, are we, you know, are we a good business to work for? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, am I a good, you know, um, CEO or owner or, or team member to those guys? So that's where all of my energy is going into. Um, yes, I go to job site to job site. I still do consultations. I drive, uh, I'm, you know, racking up miles like crazy, just all over Atlanta, anywhere. I mean, from end to end, I'm all over the place. Um, so until, uh, and during those long drives, sometimes, you know, I'm on phone calls, you know, doing, you know, many phone calls with my team members, as well as other franchisees, yeah. um, other team members that I'm trying to help, whatever it is. So I'm constantly um, active and busy. Um, and by the time I come home, spend some time with Tyler, play some games or go swimming, I'm exhausted. And, you know, and then after we come back, I, you know, you know, while, you know, Sunny and I try to watch some shows and what have you, and I'm still doing some work. Right. And that's what a a business life is like. It never really stops. Mm. So. 
That's um, man, yeah. well, I really love the piece about like keeping your employees um, content and happy so that they can do a good job. Um, right. I I wish a lot of other companies and even corporate corporate jobs would keep that in mind because I feel like yeah it makes a lot of sense in a lot of things we do you know I'm as I mentioned and um, as most of my listeners know you know myself you know I'm in ministry with my husband and even like it's hard you know especially in immigrant churches Korean immigrant churches like it's hard to a lot of times I feel like I want to split myself into 10 and that would be great but you know it's not effective and so as long Mm -hmm. as you can invest into your volunteers and take care of your guys the hope is that they'll do the same and you know keep multiplying so i mean i love i love your model of that and but it's not easy (laughs) doing that it's it's, not easy it is very hard and um recruiting right people right and yes and training (laughs) them right investing into that training right the money and time uh, something that we just haven't done before well uh-huh. uh, and we're doing it more recently is really just spending a lot of time in training people and because that's money right a lot of times small business we don't want to we don't we want everybody to work right <laughs> you know not you know spending hours just in the office right. learning or training you know that just looks like expense you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so in the past it was like you know we kept saying we're going to train, but we didn't. Mm. Whereas now we're just training and training and, and they're just performing better that way. They're mm-hmm. just better. They're more confident. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the right way to do it. It's not easy to execute. Yeah. So, so you know, you mentioned coming home and kind of mm-hmm. the work doesn't really stop for you as a business owner. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, as a family man yourself, right. how does one find balance? Right. Um, it's uh, that is also as difficult as the business itself. Mm. But, you know, you have to, um, you know, just like how I'm sort of figuring things out on my business side, that's what I've been doing. But if I were to put a priority, you know, I'm always putting family as my top priority, okay. right? As a family person, you know, I'm going to put. Sonny and Tyler and mm. you know my uh, in-laws who live with us mm. um, and our you know extended families who live close to us they all you know need all of us to help in many ways so that's my priority uh, in any every way possible I'm going to try to squeeze in um, that time you know as necessary to make sure that I'm available and there right mm-hmm. um otherwise um you know so long as i take care of you know as much as i can on that end i'm just working yeah so therefore there's no hobby yeah, yeah. right so therefore anything that's uh, personal sort of kind of goes out the window mm-hmm. um but in my way of like oh well all these you know friends and everybody's you know they they've got their hobbies and different things to kind of have their individual you know mental whatever it is to like take care of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I sort of switched it, you know, in my way to just, my hobby is like my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my, my hobby is just spending time with family. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. and I truly enjoy that. So mm-hmm. thankfully that works out for me. So then my family benefits and I don't have to go and look for things to like satisfy myself individually. Yeah. 
Um, so that's really how I've been sort of managing them and balancing it out. So oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. uh, I want okay. So okay, can I ask you how old you are? <laughs> I'm 44. Oh, really? That's it? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> no, because like I feel like you've just accomplished so much, is why that's why. <laughs> and you like have so much wisdom that I'm like, oh, like uh, I'm sure he's like late 40s by now. But yeah. then... <laughs> no, yeah, but 44. Mean... Oh, we're only 10 yeah. years apart. Opa. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Um, man, I have so much to look forward to. I heard forties. Uh, I heard forties actually is like great. I I'm realizing that forties is much much better than what we thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, no, it a is, lot of people is. have told yeah. me like Blair forty is you're gonna love it. I'm like okay, I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Um, but well, the reason I asked you how old you are is because yep. um. You are older than a lot of my guests that have been on. Not everybody. Oh, really? Um, okay. I mean, no. There's been a few that you that you're yeah. friends with, probably, <laughs> <laughs> that have been on. Um, who've um yeah. all imparted like really great pieces of wisdom. Um, but you know, because you have lived longer than myself, um, <laughs> is there something that you feel like you, yeah, could have told yourself when you were younger about mm-hmm. like? how you've lived now or even just like i don't know something you'd want to tell tyler like want him to Mm -hmm. know um as he grows up just any life advice yeah um i i always tell this one story of like young people that came and worked with me right when i started the business Mm -hmm. i had two like right out of high school okay um Basically, my first hire of this business, first hire, mm-hmm. was um, uh, someone um, who was in maybe mid-20s, mm-hmm. and he was my first hire. Soon, he ended up bringing his brother-in-law, who was only 18 years old, 17 <gasps> turning 18. Uh-huh. And right out of high school, he said he didn't want to go to college, and he wanted to just come and work and make money. Mm-hmm. That's all he wanted. Um, he came in young, no experience, nothing, right? Just I mean, raw, yeah, you know. 17, and 18 is baby. Yeah. <laughs> just baby, right? But but he was like six foot three. Oh wow. He was like guy. 350 pounds. He's a big guy. Yeah. Um, he came and worked with me. And then six and like maybe six months into, he enjoyed it. So he ended up bringing his best friend who also was 18 years old uh-huh. and just out of high school, they, they, neither of them wanted to go to college or they, I don't know their circumstances. Mm-hmm. They may not have, you know, financially maybe it was difficult. I don't know, but mm-hmm. they decided not to go to college and just work mm-hmm. and they came and worked. Mm-hmm. They worked their butt off and mm-hmm. made money and did well. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, came time where they actually, um, both of them were kind of heavy set, big guys. They ended up losing a lot of weight so that was one confidence booster. They were like, you know what? Lost weight. I feel good. I look good, look better. You know, just these young guys, right? Mm-hmm. Just feeling more confident. Um, they didn't really, I don't know. I don't know what their dating history is, but they didn't really, you know, date much before. <laughs> mm-hmm. But all of a sudden they started dating. 
So one day after work, uh, we're at, after a job site, we're literally covered in dirt. We just grind it all day, like concrete, you know? Yeah. So I, back then, I, that's when I was doing that too. So we're at McDonald's sitting down, just grabbing by to eat after work. This is like seven, eight o'clock, you know, and it's talking to them. And one of the, one of the guy goes, Hey, Jay, I wanted to ask you, you know, you know, if you were to choose between love and, and, you know, career, like, what would you choose? And that was like odd question. You know, I was like, well, you know what? I don't know why you're asking this, but love always choose love, you know? And I was like going, you know, going on and on about like how I met Sunny and uh, like everything, nothing mattered. It was all, I was all in, you know, we got married and this, you know, just, just all this about love. And then he was like, just listening and listening and listening. And then it was like, okay, well, didn't know this, but in like two weeks later, he ended up, um, you know, quitting and letting me know that he actually decided to move to Tennessee uh, because that's where his girlfriend girlfriend is. Oh and my they met online and they met online and he's in love and he was contemplating whether to do that or not because he enjoyed working here, making mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving is such a big deal. Well, I didn't know that. So <laughs> he ended oh, up no. taking that advice, <laughs> quitting. I needed him, you know, I yeah. trained him. And yeah. I, you know, he was some somebody that was starting to become very dependable. Mm-hmm. Well, he ended up leaving um, and to to go after love, mm-hmm. right? And you know, I was like, but if it was such a it was good for a good reason. Mm-hmm. So I was all for it. Mm-hmm. Well, t- come to find out, two weeks later, that other friend of his also quit and love? took the same. took the same advice (laughs) and this time this kid went and moved to florida you know where he was apparently dating somebody online and he was also contemplating the same thing and when he saw his buddy do it he went um and i like sharing that story because um i feel like we were there if we're all over the place we don't know anything if there is like one truth there is love right Mm. And I wanted to like, I share that simple message to them. They took it to their heart. One of them is married, very, very happy, right? And, you know, and they're, they're still very young, you know, even after all these years, yeah. they're still very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're going in a great, you know, journey of life. And they're still with the, you know, with the couple and they're doing fantastic. So mm. I feel like back in the days when I was younger, I was just clueless. If there really wasn't a direction, um, a, a simple guidance, like what, what do I do? You know? So then if in personal life with, you know, loved one, if it's love, right. It's also in work, it's love. Mm-hmm. So then I wanted to do something that I love to do. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, just wanted to love. And that's it. That's why I told you earlier. Yeah. My li- life right now is just too simple. Very yeah. simple. Yeah. It's just, Sonny and Tyler mm-hmm. and the family and extended family mm-hmm. and my business. Mm-hmm. And, and thank God that I love what I do. Yeah. But if I didn't, I might've changed. Right. But for sure that whatever I was doing before, I did not love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, corporate world that I was in, you know, just, mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, I mean, while it was great experience, mm-hmm. there was no hint of like love. I cannot say I loved it. 
Um, but today I can say I love what, what I do mm-hmm. and therefore I don't get tired. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it, right? When you love somebody, you don't get tired, you know? Yeah, yeah. And when I love, you know, what I do, then I never get tired. So I can work a ton and I never feel like I'm tired, which is like the best thing in the world. So, so, so previous to this, you know, you doing yeah. your business and stuff, what you're saying is when you were in the corporate war- world and yeah. um, like, I'm sure you weren't bad at it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, no, no, no. I was, I, I enjoyed it somewhat, uh-huh. you know, I mean, um, I, prior to starting the business, I worked for Samsung. I remember this actually. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. I worked for about four years at Samsung. Prior to that, I worked for um, Hewlett Packard. Mm -hmm. So I was working in more technology field, you know, just sales and management. You know, I've kind of gone to, you know, my corporate ladder, Mm -hmm. um, finding success, you know, and quite, you know, getting comfortable with it too. Mm -hmm. But I can, I cannot think of a moment that I can say that I loved anything right? Mm. It was just like, I worked and I worked really hard. Mm. I found success, made a lot of money. Oh, that's great. I never, I can never say I loved anything and any of it like that to that degree. It was, um, uh, I, you got to find love and experience love and feel it. That's the only way you can say, oh, that's not love. Right. Right? Okay. So, so like um, what comes yeah. to mind, honestly, yeah. like even thinking about people that listen to the podcast right like yeah that's what i want like for mm-hmm. for other people you know right now i'm super content with everything that's been provided for me and i mm-hmm. i even the podcast is something i wouldn't do it if i didn't love it right um right. uh even but this is something i struggled with out out of college and i finally found things like i i don't mm-hmm. know if you know this but i was a figure skating coach for a little while and like i really I didn't know that like loved it you know but before Mm -hmm. that I was doing what I studied in college and it was fine Mm -hmm. I was good and then it wasn't like it wasn't like my end-all be-all and I knew it I knew it um but you know for me I had really supportive family members because I was really young still like I I didn't have a family Mm -hmm. like that I do now but my parents were really supportive and just being like yeah Blair you know what like we'll provide finances for you you find what you love you know like it's fine but you know I feel like in your situation you know although you uh, did work and you were financially stable it's still risky right to like Mm -hmm. you've been doing it for years you know I know um so like you know (laughs) You real like okay. I guess what I'm trying to ask is okay. You realize you want to do something else, yeah. But then you don't know what to do, and you don't know what you love. Do you have any suggestions for that? Like the risk that's being taken. I know. I mean, that's a great question because I didn't. uh, You're exactly right. When I got into this business, I didn't think that I was going to love it. Right. Okay. Um. Now. I can't say that I love, let's say, the construction side of things mm-hmm. or the operation side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just this, the whole idea of running a business mm-hmm. and making it successful, the journey. Mm-hmm. That's what I really love. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, therefore, I think there was a little bit of a mind shift that happened, you know, over the years because I was sort of like searching 
how do I love this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was, even though I was the CEO, my roles changed within, meaning when I first started the business, I had to do everything. And then a couple of years into, I started hiring people and giving them jobs that I believe was that they're better at better than me at this. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I'm going to give it to them to run that department. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to focus on the, on the areas that I am better at mm-hmm. and that I enjoy more. Mm-hmm. So I did it. And then as you know, I did it for a number of years and I go, it doesn't mean that I equal love this. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And last year or last two and a half years, I told you I wanted to convert the business so I can be mobile and I can be away and still do it virtually. So I tested that um, and, and I, I quite enjoyed that certainly. Mm. Right. But now I told you, you know, to coming back and coming back and spending or being more present, mm. spending time with the guys more, mm-hmm. right. And being, you know, around the guys and the job sites more. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that in essence, is like whole like big picture of like, lo- like enjoying and loving is like trying different things even within my business yeah. and just finding what I love and I and ultimately where I am today I can honestly say I really enjoy it and I love it because I sort of like finally found it you know yeah, yeah. and 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 it's like it took me it took some time because first three years I wanted to quit first three years mm. I wanted to you know there are many moments that I was like I might die like <laughs> if I work this hard I might die I know <laughs> Um, it was so difficult. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but, um, physically, because I was so not used to it, um, uh, coming into construction in my first year, I lost 25 pounds. Just, That's it didn't matter. No matter how much I ate, I ate more than ever, but I was burning calories like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying, you know, losing weight might be a good thing, but well, you know, I didn't know that's how it's going to work out. That right. just meant that it's just a very physical work mm-hmm. that I'm doing. And then, you know, and then, you know, it's changing my roles within my business. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of the business. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you get stuck in that, oh, I'm going to start a business and you're stuck on something that you yeah. don't really enjoy, yeah. you know, um, hire the right people and pick and choose the roles that you really are good at or you enjoy. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of running your own business. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to figure that out. So a lot of like trial and error mistakes yeah. being made, but right in the end, like the risk seems worth it. Like right. what you're saying. Okay. Um, so that risk that your, your question earlier about risk, right? Yeah. Um, if I tell people that, you know, Hey, anyone can just get out and just start a business. I wouldn't really say that, you know? Right. Um, bef- and, and I've seen a lot of, you know, online like influencers being like, just start a business, start a business, start a business, you know, <laughs> um, and I wouldn't recommend that, you mm. know, um, there are people that are better suited for, and I see my friends being very successful in corporate world and, and whether they enjoy it or they love it or not, it doesn't matter. They're, they're content mm-hmm. and they're successful mm-hmm. and they have a very happy family life mm-hmm. and they're, they're perfect. That's great. Um, it is for the, the type of certain type of people that maybe are geared like me, 
or, or people that are just naturally going towards business or, you know, being an entrepreneur, they're, they're okay with that. Mm. Um, they're hungry for that. Then, then if you have that mindset and energy, curiosity, then I would say start sooner than later. Mm. Um, so that way you have the energy, you know, and the, the longer kind of the, you know, you know, runway to make your mistakes and like yeah. find your kind of the sweet spot. Um, and I, I left uh, corporate at, you know, like mid thirties, mm-hmm. late, like towards late thirties. And I felt like, um, oh, maybe it's too early. Right. Some people told me like, why would you do that now? Maybe later. Uh, why would you do that now? Well, now I'm thinking I should have done it in my twenties. Uh, I should have done it earlier. You know, that way my, I've gone through my, you know, kind of the runway. So that's, you know, you know, that's kind of what I feel now, but um, that's what I tell people too these days. It's like, if you're thinking about it, then go and experience and try it out while you, you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 That's good advice. I, um, <laughs> that's interesting though, that you say it like yeah. that. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, like, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a lot of, I don't, I feel like it takes a lot of experience to like run a successful business. And mm-hmm. I've almost feel like your corporate experience allowed you to have the grit and the work ethic to, to be successful. Yes. So I find it interesting that you say, you know, start early if you yeah. have any interest, but, but then again, these days I feel like the resources that are at hand make it a little more accessible to start a business right. for young people. Right. Um, so, I mean, even though I say that my life wasn't like that, (laughs) (laughs) so I had the benefit of, like you said, going through the corporate experience, Mm. which was huge benefit, Mm. right. Um, and it also grounded me and learned certain proper ways of doing things, right. Um, when you go into business without that guidance or maybe a proper learning experience or whatever, if you don't have that, there's a good chance that you're going to have really bad practices, mm-hmm. like business practices, right, right, business right. ethics. Right. Um, there are a lot of great corporate training that I went through that they keep telling you over and over the importance of business ethics, right? And then if you never really went through that, you know, um, learning that, you may not really practice it in real life, right? Yeah. So then whether it was effective or not, I remember those trainings, you know, yeah. I remember all the travels that I had to do. I, I remember all those, it was huge benefit. So, mm-hmm. you know, I say that, but although I benefited through the system, um, but prior to going into corporate world, I I did start a business at my young age. Oh, So in, yeah, right out of college, I went to corporate for one year, and then after that, I started a business. Oh, wow. So for six years, I ran a business or businesses um, for six years. And when I met Sonny, Sonny is the one who said, you've got to sell that business and go into corporate. She's the one who advised oh. me and navigated me um, and said, because I was young and I was literally pinballing around, mm-hmm. even though I found some success. Um, she could sense that I, I was living a very young, like business entrepreneur, crazy life. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, motivated me and, and kind of 
kind of guided me and said, you should sell the business, go into corporate and experience that too. Mm -hmm. So I did. And, you know, whatever Sonny tells me, I pretty much did everything yeah, yeah. and I benefited hugely. No, I agree. So, I'm sure um, she... <laughs> yeah. so I did. And I went into corporate and that's where I went into like, you know, 10 plus years of corporate experience. Yeah. Great. Loved it in that sense of like just learning, learning, learning. Sure, yeah. But when I left was the kind of the, you know, breaking point where I was like, you know, I don't know if maybe I've hit my ceiling or not. Mm. I don't know if there's more up that way. Mm -hmm. And actually, I don't want to go up. Yeah. Sonny actually told me towards that time. It's like, you should actually get demoted. Mm. Stop going for the, the opportunities. Mm. Stop getting promoted or stop going for the promotions. And she's like, slow down, slow down. Mm -hmm. And um, the the final draw was, as soon as I said, you know, I'm working this hard for this company. Uh, what if I put that energy into my own business? Yeah. You know, wouldn't I find success there? And that's when I transitioned to, you know, business. And yeah, it wasn't easy, but I'm yeah, glad I went through that. Yeah, but here we are. Um, okay, so <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. And yeah. I'm so sorry, but I do have a, just a few last questions. Yeah. Um, you know, with that being said, everything you just said, you know, and I didn't know that in your earlier years out of college, you had started a business. So now yeah. to me, it kind of makes sense. I'm like, oh, you're just like kind of that kind of oriented person. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, do you feel like and you can be transparent or, or not, but yeah. like, is there maybe a type of like personality or like characteristic of a person where you feel like if they have this they will be a good entrepreneur mm. right uh, <laughs> yeah there's a couple things i would say okay um you know certainly diligence you've got mm. to kind of stick to that rule you know um if you're lazy don't <laughs> if you have a lazy bone you know, but you've got to be diligent you've got to um you know be able to work a lot mm. and not mind it right um two is you've got to be flexible Flex. in many ways yeah many ways because um you're just gonna meet so many different type of people uh, backgrounds um, you know, different kind of situations. And I would say clients. Um, earlier, I told you an example of an awesome client right out of the gate. But that's, that sometimes can be a very rare thing. Right. You know, there are a series <laughs> of <laughs> very difficult clients. Sure. You know, that's packaging it nicely. Oh. I mean, sometimes you're just like, this is an impossible person. Yeah. How do you, how do you untangle this impossible person that is your client that you have to provide service to, right? Um, it's flexibility, right? And if you, if you don't have that, I think you're gonna, you might struggle more. Um, and then ultimately, you know, we all say it, but you got to have that grit, right? Mm -hmm. You just got to have that and just willingness to kind of suffer through and find a solution to a problem um, that most people will give up on. I've mm -hmm. seen some of our, you know, even franchisees 
who have started a business and then they we come to a problem and they give up by after second, third, fourth trial, mm-hmm. uh, while the ones that have gone to fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, until you're finding that solution, mm-hmm. right? And I'm geared that way. So I'm always like changing and trying to figure it out, right? And ultimately, if, um, you know, if it's, you know, it's not the best solution, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty grace, gracious to myself, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, it didn't work, you know, but I tried, right? Um, so that's, I think, a very, very important key, you know, but, um, you know, I, I always look for, you know, like, whenever I solve a problem, um, or do something really well, I reward myself. And the reward isn't going and buying something expensive. Like my way of rewarding myself is like literally just going to a gas station and buying a, you know, just a, you know, Twix, you know, would be, you know, enough of a reward to say I did a good job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm happy with the result, you know? Um, and then the last thing that I would tell people, and these are just random stuff just popping in my mind, yeah, mind yeah. right now, but um, the last thing is um, you do have to be decisive. At the end of the day, you're oh. going to be the CEO. You're going to be running your business, right? And and that grace comes in. Uh, what I told you earlier, it's like I make a decision, and if it's wrong, I go, okay, let's forgive myself. I'll, I'll change. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but the point is that I've made a decision and I tell my guys to go ahead and make a decision. Don't contemplate and think about it for all this time and not get it done. And then like nothing gets done anyways, mm-hmm. make a decision. If it's wrong, you can change that in itself is a decision. So being decisive and just being gracious when you make a mistake on the wrong, I mean, making the wrong decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, those are the things that I, I am kind of geared that way. So, I mean, not everybody's like that, but I see some of the folks that um, other be other people that I see that I try to model after Mm -hmm. um, I see them and I go, you know what? It didn't matter whether it's this business or another business, they're going to be successful no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. And I model, try to model myself after people like that, you know, just people that have figured it out. Like they figured out the secret sauce. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> oh man, we all need that secret sauce. I think. In yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, that was that's really good. I think, um, you know, because I think sometimes it's part of figuring out the things that you love or what you want to do is being self aware of like, mm-hmm. you know, your giftings and what you're yeah. good at, what you're not good at. So I appreciate you kind of breaking that down for me um i know because it's like kind of a weird question sometimes it's like oh like what are you good at you know <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but um but thank you for sharing that um yeah. well uh i usually ask people uh towards the end of the interview uh the mm-hmm. last two questions i usually ask is uh what do you like least about your job and then mm-hmm. what do you like most about your job the least about my my job um i would say it used to be um it used to be dealing with very difficult clients yeah yeah it it 
irked me a lot. I, I think my personality got in the way. Like I didn't, I couldn't understand that they didn't get how hard we we're working. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you know, it bothered me a lot, but again, that's over the years I've learned. And I would say pretty much more recently um, that it's sort of like turn into, you know, another problem that I'm trying to solve, mm. um, trying to be better to them and being incredibly patient towards them and ultimately you know doing such a good job at it that they sort of become my fans let's say right so how do you convert an impossible human being that no one wants to work with and still convert them into like wanting to work with you again right and then next time they still want to hire my, you know, company and I could decline. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that. I'm like, yes, that sounds good. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My parents ran their business. They still run their business, but uh, I mean, they're still working even though they don't have to, but for same location for like 40 years, they've been in same locations running their business and um, they now can command, right? They can close for three months. People will wait for them. They go to Korea and travel for a month or month and a half. They come back. They will all wait for them. Amazing. And when they do, right. And then when they do come back, they can just call, say whatever price that they need to charge mm. and they will pay that price. So long as it's reasonable in their eyes. Right. And they will just kind of manage their business. You know what? Take it or leave it. This is how much we can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, um, and that's, I think, because they stuck to their routine of doing it. Same thing in that long period of time. Oh, uh, wow. I can't imagine how many difficult people they, they ran yeah, through, you know, yeah. but they can command and they can be. And because ultimately they're like the best at what they do. So um, I want to be like that. You know, if what I can do be they do? so good. So um, they're they're dressmakers. They make dresses. They do alterations too, um, but they're they're in Augusta, um, Georgia, and they've been you know making um, dresses. Wow! <laughs> like I know. like wedding dresses or like they um so they would do you know prom dresses. Okay, okay. You know wedding dresses. Um, you know, customers will bring them, you know, whatever clothes and they want to like make it really beautiful. Right. So then that's what they do. Um, for the longest time, they were just strictly doing um, dressmaking. Okay. Nowadays they do whatever comes their way. Right. So alterations to making dresses to, um, you know, they have, you know, like, you know, there's people that need fancy clothing, you know, you know, that's what they do. <laughs> Crazy. So they're tailors. <laughs> They're tailors, yeah. How cool. So, okay. Okay. But yeah. okay. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Yes. So so um you were yes, you convince clients. Yeah. You win them with your patience and understanding. And then And like the best customer service I can provide, yeah. even though a lot of times I end up losing out. Um Whereas before I was like in the mindset that I'm not, I'm never going to lose out, you know? Sure, sure. So that's the change that I made Yeah. was that I have to lose out mm-hmm. and still provide the service. Mm-hmm. And ultimately they want to hire me again. And then sometimes, again, it's just a feeling. It's just a 
thing, but I want to decline, (laughs) (laughs) but I can't, but that's the feeling is like, you know what? I can choose to decline if I want to, but I'll still work with them. Right. But they, they keep coming back and I'm going, maybe I'm doing something right. And um, I got to keep doing that Um, before I got upset. Now I don't get upset. So Which, by the way, else. understandably, because I I can only imagine, like yeah. you know, especially when oh. it comes to like people's homes, and then like they get yeah. so something yeah. about, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it, I get yeah. it. Um, okay, the best thing then uh, that you love about your job, I feel like you've mentioned a few things here and there. But... Yeah, yeah, I mean the best thing, um, I mean I would say you know. Even though I'm working all the time, you know, running your own business, you have that flexibility, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm working all the time because I choose to, but I can slow down if I want to. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'll just make less money and I'm still okay with that. So mm-hmm. um, it's uh, certain, you know, I would say the first number of years I had no choice. I had to figure it out. But now I'm, I'm in that mindset of, um, I want to somehow figure this out where I'm, I can say I'm enjoying this mm-hmm. and that I am not like bound by, you know, this business that I'm just getting beat up by, um, but I'm choosing to do, right? So the narrative is changing. Um, it is a lot of investment into like, like mentally, like I don't want to struggle or get depressed or, you know, hate what I do. Mm-hmm. I want to invest my time and energy and whether it be exercising to, to doing whatever I can to like get my mental state as strong as possible so I can endure some of the, you know, difficult moments. But on the other side is that it gives me a lot of choice and a lot of flexibility in, you know, working when I want to work, Mm -hmm. although I work a lot, Mm -hmm. but I can choose to and go on trips as needed. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it does seem like I'm, Sunny and I are traveling all the time, right? Um, but that's because it's almost ne- necessary. Like that time away is necessary. Mm-hmm. So we sort of like designed our life in that way. So in order to do this, um, going away is like part of this and still making it work. So that flexibility in business, running a business, um, can't beat that. Oh man, so. that is the dream. I'm like, let's all be business owners. <laughs> but it's it's not. Yes, it's not for yes everyone. And no. It's not for everyone. Yes and no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but truly, like what you're saying, like my husband and I, we talk about it all the time. We're like, so how can we like? Because right now, he, um, his office too, like, re- still requires him to go to, into the office. He only works from home mm-hmm. one day a week, and he's like, how can I? work from home and like you know just be flexible but um but yeah I love that I love that you can and what a what a like blessing it is to like be able to have that time with your family and things like that and and those listening if you don't have a family of your own yet that um with kids and stuff um it could be difficult to completely wrap your head around but truly Mm. what Chongmin is explaining I'm like yeah like um, if you have those kind of characteristics, I want to encourage you to um, maybe start planning, right? Like start planning, yeah. um, but maybe connect. So with that being said, Chongmin, would you be open 
to somebody if they if they have any questions about what you're talking about or any questions about just um, what it looks like to start a business, would you be open to me connecting you with them? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, any way I can help. I mean, sometimes like I've gone like out of my way to like because of my desire to help. Yeah. Sometimes like they're not even asking for it, <laughs> but I'm like volunteering myself. Um, I remember on LinkedIn, I was like, I signed up for this, you know, um, advisory thing. Right. And I was like trying to like counsel and help people out. And I was like, why am I doing this? I'm so busy. I have no time, <laughs> but I'm some stranger somewhere, you know, out there. I'm just like writing at this long, you know, you know, thing. And I'm like, Oh my God. But you know, absolutely. If there's anyone that I can help, Worse. Awesome. No, I want Thank to help. you. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, so guys, if you want to connect with Chongmin or um, learn more about what it looks like to start your business or just, you know, a good conversation, <laughs> um, feel free to reach out to me. You can DM me on social media or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com and I'll get you connected. Thanks guys for listening. Thanks, Chongmin. Until next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.